Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Hello on the Daily Family. Welcome back to the show. Happy Friday or whenever you're hearing this. I'm pumped for this episode. We have an interview today that I am so excited for you to hear. Uh, Tracy McCuban is actually a longtime friend of mine who um, has just created the most incredible decluttering business. Like She's a professional organizer. And when I say like professional, I mean like The work she does is phenomenal, and she thinks about decluttering an organization from such a different place. Um, Instead of just being like, let's figure out how to organize your house, she, like, goes even farther and says, like, let's actually figure out, like, why it started in the first place, which is what I'm about, obviously. It's, like, trying to figure out the source of things, and that's what she does. And she has a new book coming out, which you're going to hear all about. She's on Instagram. Like, She is amazing. She travels. She does virtual. Like She can work with you anywhere in the country if you're in America. And she's just a real gem. And in this episode, we really get down to the nitty gritty of like everything being connected in our lives and everything being, you know, like if you're... If your nightstand is a mess, what is that saying about, you know, your business? If your kitchen table is always a disaster, what's that saying about your relationships? And we really break that down and why like decluttering and having an organized space is so powerful for entrepreneurs. And then we also talk about like what happens if you don't like to clean? What happens if you don't like to organize? Um, We really go into depth on that. So I'm really excited for you to hear our little chat today. Um, I also am going to give you a little Friday reframe. We love a Friday reframe, uh, which, you know, are just, I think sometimes it's like somebody just holds up a mirror and you just like, you, maybe you've been thinking something and then somebody holds up a mirror to you and you go, oh yeah, that's probably it. So I'm going to give you one of those. But first, before all of that, um, I want to remind you that the wait list is open for pre-sale for the Quantum Leap Mastermind, which is my master my uh, 16-week mastermind, which is currently in session that is ending in a month. And we will be opening the doors to that for the new year um, for pre-sale next month. And if you want to be on that wait list, like you gotta you gotta slide into my DMs on Instagram at Danielle underscore on the daily, and you gotta tell me that you want to be on that wait list because it will the pre-sale will only be open to the people that are currently on the wait list. So if that is what you want and you're ready to be a part of a mastermind and you're ready to put yourself into space, into in like into a space intentionally with people who are going where you want to go or have been where you're going and like you are done surrounding yourself with energy that just sucks the life out of you, that is the space for you. There are payment plans available. There are there will be a pre-sale early bird pricing, all the things, but you got to get on the wait list. So make sure you do that. All right, Friday Reframe. Here we go. Uh, we start businesses and we immediately feel like that is a compartmentalized part of our life. And then we, it's like everything in our life is so compartmentalized as entrepreneurs, right? Like we have our business and then we have our family and then we have our friends and then we have our home and then we have our health and we tend to separate all of those things. But the reframe I want to provide you with is that every single thing 
in your existence on this planet in this lifetime is interconnected. Everything. So for example, which you're going to hear later in this episode, if I have a closet that is full of clothes from times in my life where maybe I wasn't as successful, where I wasn't as happy, and those clothes are sitting in my closet, that is energy that is affecting my ability to do my business, right? If I am constantly eating food or using products that have chemicals in them that are throwing me off my center, that are affecting my gut, if my gut is not happy, then I am not producing as much serotonin because up to 90% of our serotonin is created in our gut, If I'm not treating my gut with respect, then I'm not going to have as much energy, which is going to affect my ability to stay in my genius in my business, right? If my house is a disaster and then I'm wondering why I'm always stressed or why I can't be as present with my clients or if I am not sleeping well, that's all interconnected. So the reframe for you today is instead of thinking of your life in compartments, I want you to look at your life as a whole and realize that every single thing is interconnected. So if you want to improve your business, but yet you're trying to do it all yourself, maybe the answer is to outsource some more things. And maybe the idea of like getting healthy seems like a crazy thing because you're busy running a business, but knowing that like you're your personal health, your physical, emotional, mental health is actually directly connected to the success of your business. I hope that helps. You know, I always love a reframe. All right. And now the moment you've been waiting for, here's Tracy McCuban and I talking all about the power of decluttering and organization for entrepreneurs. I hope that you enjoy this. Here we go. Tracy is here. She's going to clean up our life today. (laughs) I am so happy for this conversation. I am. I was so, I was so pumped when your team reached out because I was like, wait, this is my friend. Like, I know her. Tracy and I met at SoulCycle. Like, she was one of my writers at SoulCycle. And like, we've just stayed in touch. And now you have this incredible business. And like, oh, it's just so good to see you. It's so good to see you. I, I know we met like, it, you know, like you just touched my soul in those classes, the music we played and we just, you know, Liz and I would just ride our little hearts out and, and I've just been watching everything that you've been doing and growing as an entrepreneur. And I'm like rooting for you. I am on uh, the sidelines cheering and I, I just, it's amazing. So I'm so happy to connect with you and your listeners. And I, I, you know, you and I make magic together. So agreed and <laughs> like in completely different ways, like <laughs> So today we're doing like a little bit of a different kind of segment. Like we're talking about like actually like how being decluttered and being like a like clean in all of the senses of the word actually help you as an entrepreneur. And um, I like I just just want to know, like, tell us, like, how'd you get into this line of work? Like, where did like, oh, I like to clean. Maybe I should make a business out of it. Like, where did that come from? Because I cannot relate at all. (laughs) So this is, this is fantastic. And I I just want to start by saying um, my life is one of those journeys of figuring out a whole bunch of things I didn't want to do. Like I was like a bookkeeper and I was like, I don't want to do this. I ran, I ran like the other people's small businesses. I didn't want to do this. I tried acting. I didn't want to do that. And then when I opened my business, I realized all those things that I tried and done and learned a little bit or a lot about 
actually all came together. So it's so important to know that you, that if a job isn't for you, that it's not a failure because you may be storing away that information for something down the road. Like all our experiences add up. So I was working as a personal assistant and I was loving it. It was like a Hollywood director and it was fun and glamorous and on TV. And lots of parties. And I was like, yeah, lots of parties. But I was like, I don't like this business. I don't like, this isn't for me. I, I just, but I don't know what I, I don't know. I'm here and I'm, you know, making good money. And so when uh, people don't know, when TV shows go on what's called hiatus, they don't shoot for a while. And so when I we were on hiatus, Friends of his or people we knew would call me and say, oh, hey, my grandma passed away. I need to clean out all her stuff or my business went in the toilet and I've got all this paperwork to deal with. So I just started doing these jobs. At first, I wasn't even charging people. I was like, this is just fun. And and then my little flip phone started ringing and ringing and ringing. Yeah. And a friend of mine was the one that said, you know, this is a business. And I was like, what? No, I just help people. It's like, what? And he's like, no, I think it's literally a business. I think it's called a professional organizer. I was like, what? Okay. So I like made a little website. That was 15 years ago. I now have 11 employees. I, we have a six week waiting list. Like it just all, you know, it all just started rolling. And a big component for me was I'm the child of a hoarder. My father's an extreme hoarder and I had so much shame around that. And I just, you know, it was like, that's the part we didn't talk about. And what I found is that when I started working with people in their homes to get them quote unquote clean or tidy, that I had so much compassion for the shame that they felt, Mm, you know, that I was like, like, I saw this thing where it's like, okay, you know, when I work with a ton of people of ADHD and it's like, you're being a, what you see as a bad housekeeper is not a bad person. And it's also a skill and you may not have it. So I was able to step into this role of like, I'm here to help you because you're not good at this. And let me either teach you how to be or do it for you. And I think the the alchemy of having that understanding and loving what I did just birthed a business. Yeah. Well, and you're like, so in your genius, like it's very clear. Like if y'all don't follow her on social media, you need to at the end, like you can absolutely, I want, you're going to plug all the things, but, and we'll also put her handle in our show notes, but like you're so in your genius and like, you just have this knack to like, make it so simple. And that's why like, I, it was obviously, duh, it was a no brainer to bring you on the show. But then I was like, (laughs) but I think this is part of a bigger conversation, right? Like as entrepreneurs, we kind of think like, oh, we have to do it all. We have to like, it's our responsibility to clean our space. It's our responsibility to make the make the deals happen. It's our responsibility to make sure our content is good. It's like all of these things. But at the end of the day, like we are human and mm-hmm. we are not good at everything. And everything is not our zone of genius. And I am that person. Like I try to do it all. But like at the end of the day, like organizing, decluttering, it not only is it a full body no for me, it is <laughs> it's like it is a drainer. Like it drains my energy. So then I can't be in my genius when I'm working with clients or recording my stuff. So um, I just, I was like, we need to talk about this because I think, I think you have such valuable information to share on this topic. <laughs> and I think that's so interesting, especially about the entrepreneur, um, because I did that thing when I first started my business and I'm sure we, 
we've all done it, where you're like working and you're the marketing person and you're the PR person, and you're the sales and you're this. And all of a sudden you, all of a sudden you divide the hours you're working into how much you're making. And you're like, wow, I'm making less than minimum wage. Like I'm not making money. Right. And then, and then you go, I can't, how can I possibly hire someone or how can I possibly get support? Yeah. And then you get the support. And all of a sudden you see the income double, triple, and you're more efficient and you're like, oh, right. The things I don't like to do, I can outsource and it makes me more effective. So I think it's flipping the script that just because you can't do it doesn't make it bad. It's like, right. I, I can't, I, I don't want to do my own taxes. I don't want to. Ever. Ever. There are amazing CPAs who went to school for it who will save me tons of money. So and I love feel, it. They love it. I love it. I love it. Exactly. I have an amazing accountant who's just like, let's drill down in this. And I'm like, okay. And I want that information. I want to be able to read my PL and I want to know, but I don't want to put it together. And it's the same way with decluttering and organizing. It's well, that's like, how I feel. Yeah. If I it's feel not it. natural to you, so what? You weren't born knowing how to play the violin. Like, I, I think we have to get over this idea that we, especially as women, we're supposed to be great at that. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I really try and communicate on social media and have that outlet of like, I just, I do these five minute challenges, things that you can do in five minutes. Like, it's great. You don't like declutter your bathing suits takes five minutes. Fantastic. You know, making people understand that a practice of decluttering is a form of self-care. Yeah. And yes, you know, because it's going to set your space up. Look, the science is there. Clutter equals stress. hundred percent. The science I, is there. I cannot have a cluttered desk. I cannot have like the fact that we are living in an apartment right now and my office is my bedroom <laughs> is like sexy. I'm really holding it together very well, but on the inside, I'm screaming. But like, it's, it is, it, but like, I have to have a clean space, but I don't like to do it. So then I, I used to be like, oh, like, and then I would just sit in this stress, but all that's doing is keeping my business from growing. So right. now I hire people to help me declutter the big things. And then I just go to Instagram and I listen to you <laughs> on how to clean out my bathing suits. And it's it, amazing. And, and that's the thing for entrepreneurs, like it. You know, I always say, like, show me somebody's desk and I can tell you what's going on in their brain. And, you know, we sort of, it's just, it's so, it's just so important. You're juggling as an entrepreneur, you're juggling so many things and to sort of deal with the like literal stuff, old paperwork and clothes that don't fit. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about this. If your, let's say your business is, is involved sales or your client facing, right? So you've got to go to a meeting. You want to look your best. You want to feel great. You open your closet, half of it's full of clothes that you don't fit into anymore. So strike one, you're already like, I'm fat. I blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you can't find the clothes that fit you because they're all crammed together and then they're wrinkled. And then you're like, you know, ironing really quick or hanging them in the steaming shower and you're getting dressed for this meeting. You're starting off at a deficit. You're starting right. off not setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. It's not about being clean and tidy. It's about setting yourself up for success. I wear a uniform to work, basically. I wear the same pants. I have four pairs of the same jeans. I wear the same five versions of the same top when I meet clients because a, I don't want to think about it. I know it looks nice. I feel comfortable in it. I'm in my closet and I'm out and I don't think about it. I just took that off my plate. And though, you know, those are the kinds of things or, or go back to this. 
your kitchen's completely cluttered. You have stuff all over your countertops. You know what that means? That means you're not going to cook yourself a good breakfast. That means you're going to go through the drive-through at Starbucks and you're going to have a croissant and you're going to have a mocha frappuccino and you're going to start the day up jacked up on sugar. But if you wake up in the morning and the kitchen dishes are done, countertops are clean, you're going to, you know what, let me boil an egg. Let me scramble up a little egg and make a piece of wheat toast. It's these things that people, I think people don't see the correlation. I think people think being decluttered and organized is about being perfect and looking good on Pinterest. I don't give a F about that. Mm-hmm. I want you to be successful and I want your home to support your success. Yeah. I, we, when we're building this, we're building this new house and my office was like a big piece of that. And I chose the house plan based on like where the office would be. I'm also a person like I need natural light. I can't work in a dungeon. And I, so I chose the house that had the huge office in the front of the house with these gorgeous, like floor to ceiling windows. And, you know, then they were like, do you want a fireplace in your office? And I, I, it was so funny because like, my fiance Breezy, she's like, you don't need a fireplace in your office. I'm like, but I want a fireplace in my office because <laughs> having that and like being able to like have a couch in there and like have this like really tidy space that's like for me to think in that like if I want to sit in front of the fireplace, I don't have to go into our living room, which is like a whole other energy. And I can truly just like be in my zone of genius. Like that for me is going to make me more successful. Yeah. And and carving out, you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur and you're juggling it all, like juggling it all, you having your space, having your space that you can work in, having, you you know, I have a whiteboard. Like that was something that changed for me. And I have different colored pens and it's always sort of a half between a work of art and a brain dump. But I, you know, I just like, okay, great. And then every couple of weeks I'll revisit it and, you know, finding those things that make it successful. You know, this sounds so simple, but like a good filing system. Like if you generate paper and you use paper, you need a good filing system. It's a tool. It's a tool to success. Like you need to put your papers away and you need to know where to find them. That's all it's, that's all this decluttering journey is about. That's what's all it's about. Like what's your favorite filing system? Cause that is something I do need. Uh, so I'm a very, I'm broad category. So I'm like auto health. Uh, each of my family members has a file and I put everything in one file and it may take me two minutes to go through the file, but I know it's all in one file. I am a very, I'm a very simple. And if you don't like it simple, just pick a broad category, put everything in there. And that's it. Like these fine grain, like auto insurance for the Prius auto insurance for the BMW. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, it's just going to too much. I feel like that would stress me yeah. out even more. Yeah, and it's too much work. You know, I, 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 I'll die on this hill, and people at me all the time about it. I'm not a fan of the labeled pantry. I think it looks beautiful. It takes a crap ton of work, and you know how I know because people pay me a lot of money to make them for them, yeah. and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of upkeep. And if you want, if that's how you choose, if that's an expression of your creativity and you love it. Great. For me, I put everything in glass jars. I don't need a label. I know what a black bean looks like. I know what a walnut looks like. It works for me. It works for a lot of people. But this pressure to like the perfectly, you know, labeled Pinterest pantry, it's just, it's setting you up to feel bad. That's such a good point. I think, because like, you're right. There are some people, like I'm thinking of a really good friend of mine, like 
organization and like all of the labels and like all these like beautiful, like her house looks like a Pinterest board, like all the time. And that turns her on so much. Like that puts her in her zone of genius. And I'm like, great. Like by all means, if I tried to do that, (laughs) sure, it would be done. I would never do it myself. I would have to hire someone to do it. And I would look at it and it would be great for a day. And then as soon as like it needed replen or like it got dusty, like I would be so stressed. So like how much of like decluttering is like finding a system that works for you? And then how much of decluttering, like thinking as an entrepreneur, like how much of it is like finding a system that works for you and how much of it is like, I have experience and I'm telling you like, this is the best way to do it. You know, I think it's understanding. I think it's, I think it's understanding sort of how you process information. Like, Mm. you know, simply when I start working with clients in their offices, like, are you an alphabetical person? Are you a chronological person? Like I'm an alphabetical person. I think about the alphabet. I can't remember when anything happened. So dates are irrelevant to me. Mm -hmm. So my filing system, kind of how my files on my computer are all about the alphabet. So, you know, finding out how you process information and creating systems. And then if you find, if you find one thing I tell people, two things I'd say, if you find yourself constantly putting in new systems, they're not working, right? I have the same filing system. I built it. 15, 16 years ago, I've never changed it. It works. If you're constantly putting in new systems, the systems aren't working. So maybe it's time to reach out. Maybe it's time to say like, I need some help here. This Mm -hmm. isn't working. You know, it's I, uh, a great example. I like a lot of us got hit with that COVID 19 pounds and, you know, menopause and body changes and all sorts of things. And I was like, you know what? I know what to do ish. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hire a trainer. I'm in a space where I am very grateful that I can afford it. I have found a lovely, amazing woman who is four and a half minutes from my house. And I go and everything I wanted to accomplish, we accomplished together because she was the missing pieces I didn't know. Yeah. Because you end up like bottlenecking your own success, right? Like if you're if you're not willing to outsource things, like, you know, I, I've... I used to be the person that was like, oh, I don't want somebody to come in and like look at my house all de- all cluttered because like I, I'm kind of messy and I don't want them to know that. But then I'm like, well, okay, but all you're doing is like staying stressed about it. And like if you are trying to be successful, I'm like, you're so right. Like I've, I've now, I've been having this conversation with, um, I'm running a mastermind right now. And in that mastermind, I'm like, y'all, I just hired an entire team who's going to handle all of the social media marketing for my podcast. They're going to handle all my sales funnels. They're going to handle all my SEO for my coaching business. They're going to handle literally everything so that all I have to worry about is recording content for my show and like coaching my clients one-on-one. Like that is all I have to worry about now. And like the amount of success I've already seen from that that it's one amazing. Flip. You know, everyone, my, my, my mom is so funny. She's always like, you don't need to hire someone to clean your house. Like just clean it yourself. And I'm like, no, I have no interest in doing that. And she's like, yeah, but Danielle, like it, it's a waste of money. And I said, for you, it might be a waste of money because you mm-hmm. love to clean. Mm-hmm. I don't. And mm-hmm. so actually it's the best money I've ever spent hiring someone to declutter and organize for me and keep it that way. Exactly. So it's interesting. I was just listening to a podcast that 
Brene Brown was on. Oh, yeah. And, and they were talking about uh, saying no, like saying no to commitment, saying no to things. And I'm, ter- I'm terrible at it. Like, I'm always like, sure, of course. I'm like, why did I say that? But one of the things that she said, which was so fascinating to me, she said, I, I have such trouble saying no that I built in a chain of command where things don't, things that I need to say no to that I might not to don't even reach me. Oh, like yeah. she was like, I put in a firewall of people that by the time it gets to me, it's, it's something that I would consider. And I was like, and I was just, I kept thinking about that because there's like so much stuff that comes to me because I don't have a ops manager at the moment. Mm. And by the way, I'm looking for one, if anybody's out there looking to hire yeah, an operations manager, of- sure, there's some- I had a feeling, um, <laughs> reach out. Uh, but I realized, oh, that's part of it that's no different, like putting in a a structure so that that stuff doesn't even get to you. You don't even think about it. So you don't even agonize and waste the time. It's the same thing. I don't like to clean. I love a clean house. I love an org. I love to organize. I organize. I don't like to clean. I have an amazing woman that comes every Tuesday. I about cry when she shows up. I love her so much. She hugs my dog. She, you know, whistles while she works. Like, I'm like, what, what can I get you? I am so full of gratitude for her. Yeah. We had a, we had a, that's like the biggest thing we left behind in California was like that our housekeeper, our housekeeper that came every week and she had been cleaning she had been cleaning our house since I was with my son's dad before Owen was born. <laughs> so like she's seen it all. Like that girl has seen it all. And like she, she has all the tea. Oh my gosh. And she like loves my son. Like my son like looks forward for when Graziella came to our house. Like leaving her was the saddest part because it's like, yeah, they really, it really does. Like there's so much gratitude there. And it's not me just being like a brat and like not wanting to clean my own house. It's like, yes, I'm grateful that I've worked really hard and I have the money to pay for that. And the reason why I continue to be successful is because I'm saying no to things that I know are going to just drain me. Yeah. I I have this equation. Um, It's pretty simple and everybody can figure it out, but I do it with a lot of clients where they're like, and a lot, this comes, I hate to be gender specific, but it comes up more with the men that they're like, I can do it myself. I can fix that thing. I can do that. And you sit down and you go, okay, what's your hourly? We all can figure out our hourly. What's, what are you paid an hour? Is it worth it to you? Look, if you enjoyed, if you love tinkering in the garage and doing, you know, my partner loves fixing stuff around the house and he, it uh-huh. makes him happy to fix the fence and it's, he gets joy from it. Uh-huh. But I have other people who hate it, but like, why well, should be able to do it myself? And it's like, okay, but maybe it's more valuable for you to work on your business, uh-huh. right? Maybe the return on that or spend time with your family or take yourself to the gym, then do this task that you hate to do. Right. Right. In your experience, and I don't know if you have like, I'm sure you have like a metric for this, but who knows? Like, in, <laughs> so all the people that you've worked with, let, let's say they are like entrepreneurs, they have their own businesses that like you've worked with, you've come in, you've decluttered, organized parts of their life. What has like the return of success rate been for that oh. people? Like give me um, some examples of like things you've seen happen because of that work you've done. Oh, I had a client recently who was writing, a, wrote a book and was like in the final edits of it and had to move. And it was a big move. They moved from their little condo to their first big house and they had little kids and it was super exciting. And she just was like, oh my God, this is like, this is, I'm having agent meetings and like, and then we're pitching it to editors. Like it was such an important time in her life. So we got introduced and 
we moved her, did the whole move, packed her, unpacked her, packed her into an organized house. She not only sold the book, she sold the movie rights. Like she was able to be present for these meetings because she knew that this was being handled. And then at the end of the day, she just walked into her house and it was done. And, you know, it was amazing. Like literally she's like, uh, and hilariously, she sold the movie rights to another client of mine completely coincidentally. Oh, that's, but like not coincidental. Yeah. Coincidental. Not coincidental. Not yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah exactly. So, you know, and it's just, they, people, I just see it constantly. People just get freed up to do other things. They get to deal with stuff or also they get freed up to do nothing because maybe they need some time to do nothing. How about that? Well, that's how the universe gives you more of what you want if you have open space. I work a lot like like the quantum, like the quantum possibilities, like yes, strategy, like all these things, but then also like law of attraction, like also like that's a real thing as real as gravity, but we don't ever talk about. And like, there is this idea that if you have a bunch of maybes on your plate, right? Like you have all these maybes or all of these no's on your plate, A, your energy source is drained. So you're not in your genius. And if you're not in your genius, like you think God, universe, source, whoever it is for you is going to be like, here's more. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Like the universe and it waits for open space. It waits for like, oh, you've aligned now and you're saying yes to yeses and you're saying no to no. And okay, here's more of what you actually want. And like, I, I mean, I, that was me. I used to try to do it all. And I was stopping at a certain level, like every month it would hit the same number. And I'm like, why can't I break through the ceiling? So I think like, in my coaching, what I call like the quantum leaps, like these quantum leaps that we have in our business happen when we release things that are, don't bring us joy. Like put your ego away, put your pride away. Like who cares if you're not good at organization? I am terrible at organization. Who cares? But you know, one of the things people say to me all the time, like my first meeting with them, they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so disorganized. Like, I'm so sorry. You have to see this and deal with this. I'm like, oh no, no. I'm so grateful you're disorganized because I have a business. If you were organized, I wouldn't have a business. I'm so grateful that every day I get to go and do what I love and be paid for it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, this is fantastic. Like, please stop making excuses for it. And especially because so much of it is wrapped around the emotional component. So much of it. And, And one of my favorite things about working with clients is creating the emptiness for people to grieve, for people to let go, for Mm. people to, you know, be Mm. present. Like all of a sudden I had this um, woman who was lovely and all she wanted was a baby. That's all she wanted. But she was, it was the weirdest thing. She was sleeping in this bed. Like I went to kind of help her declutter and it was like, just the whole space was just not it was just uncomfortable and she was sleeping on the couch and I was like, you have this lovely house. Like, why aren't you sleeping in the bed? And I went into the bedroom and this, she was sleeping on this size of bed that I didn't even know existed. It was like super old fashioned. It was so old fashioned. It was made from horse hair. This was like a few years ago. So it was like an 80 year old mattress. And I was like, what? No. First thing I was like, I just called my guys and I was like, you need to come get this mattress and someone go buy our mattress. This is like crazy. Like all this energy and all this shame and she couldn't even sleep on it yeah guess what came guess what came after we did that a baby because you know she's gonna give you what you want like it's like it's not a it's not a it's not it's not a fantasy like these things are real and I've noticed like getting rid of things that 
clothes for me is a big one. Like I will, I'll hold on to clothes because I once looked really cute in them. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll wear it again. And like, maybe. And like, there's definitely those like statement pieces that like, they're going to transcend every era of my life and I'm going to keep them and I'm going to love them forever. But then there's like some dresses that like, when I put them on, they remind me of going through a divorce. And like, that energy lives in your house. Like that's in your, that's in your closet which yeah. is next to your bed. And then you wonder why you don't sleep well. Like, yeah, totally, totally. And you, just, it's so, clothes are such an important, first of all, they're not going to stop making cute clothes. Like this idea that cute clothes aren't coming down the pipe. They're, jellies, coming down- they're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Lord, I get rid of them. <laughs> I, I have a dear friend, a dear friend who, um, she has a thing about clothes and it's the greatest thing. Do you feel cute, beautiful, handsome, you know, top of the world when you wear it. If you saw it in the store again, if you saw it in the store today, would you buy it again? Hmm. And if you saw you, so if you, for her, she's like, if I saw a woman my age, look in at what I say, she looks great. Like, like if I saw myself in it and you kind of use those three things and you're like, oh, out, 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 you know, and this idea of keeping clothes as a punishment I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, well, it's right. my goal pants. Right. Or like, or the whole like, oh, well, you know, if you're just like getting rid of stuff, then you're like a selfish human being. And it's like, I mean, if you're just throwing them in the garbage, maybe yeah. like there's ways to upcycle. There's way to recycle. There's ways to like give your clothes to people who like need that. Like all of those things exist. And like, again, you can hire someone to do that for you. Like I used to try to get rid of stuff out of my closet and then I would get so overwhelmed with like, what was going to Buffalo exchange? What was going to Goodwill? What was going here? But now I just hire someone to do it for me. And like, you know, and then the people are like, oh, but then you just buy new clothes. And it's like, yes, like that is exactly what I do because I'm an evolving human. So like my energy changes. Like when I left SoulCycle, I got rid of so many clothes and like Breezy would be like, you didn't even wear that. And I'm like, yeah, but now it reminds me of a time in my life that like is no longer who I am. Like, I'm not going to keep it. Right. And I, you know, look, I definitely, um, in, in the new book, make space for happiness right here. We're going to talk. talk, Yeah. I talk about the idea of a healthy acquisition cycle. Like I think that's part of that thing that's missing. Like, you know, we're buying to fix these problems. We're buying to fix these problems instead of stopping and saying like, okay, you know, what's important to me? Like for me in skincare and all, it's like, I want, I want not tested on animals. Like there are things that are important to me. So I do my research and I make sure that I spend my money on those products. I don't, there are certain stores that I don't shop in. I try not to buy fast fashion anymore. You're like, I'm making these smart decisions. And so I think that, I think that when we healthily, is that a word? When we acquire healthily, you know, we also, it makes us acquire less. When you're making, when you're making smart decisions and when you're like, oh, like I said, I wear the same jeans to work every day. I have four pairs of them. They are not cheap. They fit me. They look appropriate at clients. I don't wear them any other time than when I go to work. And I'm like, yep, these are, and I wear them every day, five days a week. And I know that when, and sometimes I, I take my shoes, but I'm like, and I will tell you in five years of wearing these same frame jeans, not one person has ever said, oh, those jeans again. No one's noticed. No one cares. No, no one cares. No, I love frame jeans, by the way. I know, me too. (laughs) And they're a write off. So, yeah, bye bye. (laughs) There there you go. And so, I think it's, you know, 
I think that I want people to flip the conversation about decluttering, especially if it's hard for you, that it's not, it's not a punishment, mm. right? It's, it is self-care. It is setting your space up for so you can be a success. You know, one of the things, I, uh, this is one of my favorite things, and I say this all the time. I go into a house, work with clients. It's cluttered, especially like where they eat. So what's happening is like no one's cooking healthy food or everyone's eating on the couch watching TV. And it's like my favorite text to get is we had dinner at our dining room table, the whole family for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, to be able to sit with your kids and like they can tell you about your day or you and your partner or by the way, you by yourself. I was single for a long time. I would, you know, the days where I wasn't doing so good, I was eating, standing at the kitchen sink. Yeah. And the day that I set a table for myself and sat down and was like, yeah, I deserve a amazing, lovely meal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, do you find like, cause this is how we used to be in this house, like our living space, like out in the living room, the kitchen, the living room, gorgeous, perfectly organized and gorgeous. Our bedroom, a bomb went off and it was like, <laughs> we've, we got to the point where we were like, well, that's not serving us. Like that's actually I actually, I think I'd rather have like the living room be a mess than my bedroom, you know, like 100%. It's all because they please everyone, right? Like, oh, we're right. We're not because you're not doing it for yourself, right? The living room and the kitchen is for somebody else. I will tell you, and we just did this five minute challenge, top of your nightstand. Mm. You know what? It's the first thing you see in the morning. It's the, yours looks cute. Crystals, crystals and a glass of water and a plant and a light. There you go. It's the first thing you see in the morning. It's the last thing you see at night. So if it's full of dirty Kleenexes, a stack of books that you're never going to read, so they just make you feel bad, like I should be reading this. No, 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 no. Oh, my, that's what, it's so funny. Mine has crystals, a glass of water, my gratitude journal, and an old digital clock because I'm trying not to use my phone at for yeah, my we, alarm anymore. We, we turn off our internet at night now. We like we disconnect <gasps> our Wi-Fi so we're not getting the EMF at night. You are. Have you noticed a difference? Oh, huge difference. I sleep like a rock and my dreams are more vivid. Like I have more lucid dreaming and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's really. So I think I really want people, especially if they're an entrepreneur, to understand that decluttering and being organized is not a punishment. It's setting you up for success. And there's, you know, and again, there's different degrees of it, right? There's, you know, there's, you you can't, I've been doing this for too long. Like, people ask me like, well, how do you do it in your house? And I'm like, well, my house is a little different. You have four kids. Like, but here's some systems I know that'll work. And so it's about finding one of my greatest things. I always say this, and I suggest this to lots of parents getting their kids out for school. I'm like, put the hairbrush and the sunscreen near the breakfast table because you've got them sitting at the table and they're eating. You can comb their hair and you can get sunscreen on them. Everyone's like, but it should live in the bathroom. I'm like, I should have, would have, could have. Yeah. Give buy yourself that extra 10 minutes. I, I've seen it getting kids out of the breakfast table up to re comb their hair and put it on and come out the door. Horrible. It's all going to get derailed. Make right. it easy on yourself. That's the thing about the systems. Mm-hmm. Make it easy up for, on yourself. I love that. I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you like <laughs> one question. Like if I am listening to this right now and I am like, um, I'm a parent, I work from home, I have my own business, and I just feel like I can't catch a break. Like I can't, I have no space in my home that like feels good. 
obviously like the big answer is like hire someone to help you organize. But like, let's say like that's not an option. Give us like a few tips to like, like the nightstand tip, like give me like a few tips to like immediately change your energy in your space. That's great. So the first thing, and this is the woo woo step, but this is the most important step. You need to get so clear about why do you want to be organized? And I don't want your why to be, I'm a bad housekeeper. Everyone's, so, I don't want, no, it's a positive why. I, I want to be able to cook. I want to, I want to be able to get dressed in the morning without tears. I, get so clear with your why, write it down because your why, your positive why is going to keep you motivated. Mm. It's going to keep you motivated. The next thing, start small. Do not be a weekend warrior. You're not going to get your whole house done in one day. And what happens is people are like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, you've seen this from years of training. Like, I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to go on this crash diet. And all comes back. How's right? that working for you? Yeah, how'd that go? But you know what? Gently cut your calories, cut out the bad stuff, walk a little bit. All of a sudden you're like, hey, I just lost 10 pounds. How'd that happen? So start small. And the psychology behind this is not is that you'll be successful. Start with one drawer. Start with the top of your desk. Start with one shelf in your linen closet. You're going to do it. You're going to be successful. And then you're going to live with that success. And you're going to be like, this is great. I actually know where my scissors are. I can open my drawer. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to do the next drawer. And then I'm going to do the next drawer. And you're going to break it up into chunks and you're going to get it done and it's going to stick. Which is you know, better this woman- than doing like, which is better than like what I love my fiance. I love her so much. She'll start a project and then she'll be like, oh, but this is over here. And then she'll start that. And then she'll start that. And so she has like 95 like started projects around her house. And then she's like, nothing's done. I'm like, that's because you moved on before it was done. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. And so it's starting small. And then what's going to happen, it's a bit like you're, you're, you're working a muscle. You're working yeah. this organizing part of your brain. So you're like, oh, I'm good at this. This woman, I did a webinar last night and this woman, I uh, just wanted to reach to the computer and hug her. She'd done this huge decluttering. And then she had like these last two rooms in the basement. And she was like, oh, I'm such a failure. I didn't get them. And I was like, you need to stop. Like you need to celebrate the success. Mm. Like you need to sit in it. Like literally like go sit in that decluttered organized room that makes you so happy. Sit and enjoy your success. And I just, if, if it's not natural to you, if you're not inclined to it and you take on too big of a project, you're just going to give it up. Yep. So that's, you know, and just to, you know, like come over to Instagram and do these five minute challenges. Like I, I cannot, you know, I cannot tell you the DMs I get from people that are like, I started doing those, and all of a sudden, a month later, I've done my whole house. Like I didn't even know that I did it. Like all of a sudden, I looked around and I'm like, exactly, because there are these bite-sized chunks. Yeah. You're like, well, I can do that. I can do old summer shorts. I can do, you know, I can do coffee mugs. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, brick by brick, you're being successful. I mean, your coffee mug one was that that was essential when we were moving because we were literally yeah. like, we don't need we don't need a D and a B cup. Like, get rid of it. Like, I don't ever use it anyway. It it always burns my hand. It's too hot. Like, I just kept it because it was pretty. Like, get rid of it. Like, we went from like forty five coffee mugs to like ten. 
I know. Isn't it amazing? And I want to say this because I'm shouting this from the rooftops. When I posted that, that was the one that, that was the one that got me viral. It just went, but the amazing thing that came out of that were all these teachers, all these teachers were like, hi. Um, so every parent buys us a coffee mug and we don't want coffee mugs anymore. And we don't want to seem ungrateful, but could you buy us Kleenex for our classroom or maybe coffee to go in the coffee mug? Like the teachers have spoken. Do not get teachers any more coffee mugs. No more coffee Don't mugs. Don't do it. No I'm, more I'm a room mom for Owen's first grade class. And on my like, email that I sent with her like Amazon wish list, I said, yeah. as you will see on this Amazon wish list, there is no coffee mug. So let's avoid buying her one. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Like teachers were like, thank you. And the other great, the flip side of it, and this is where being clear and honest, especially around giving gifts is so important. It's like, all these parents then replied like, oh, great. I want to get them what they want and need. I just got coffee mugs because that's what everybody was doing. And it's like, I'm giving my teachers Trader Joe's gift cards. Mm-hmm. Great. Like teachers are happy and parents are happy. And that's the thing. And I, I'm, I'm um, as we head into the holiday season, I just want to say this. It, this idea that like, we're all supposed to be mind readers and know what everybody wants and surprise them with it. It's an unrealistic expectation and we all fail. Every once in a while, we hit it out of the park. Ask people what they want. Ask them mm-hmm. and be honest with what you want because the gift, the act of giving is what's important and don't give people what they don't want and don't waste your, like, can we just change that whole conversation? Can we just like, how did, you know, ask people, ask people it's okay. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to like, we have some family members that'll just like give us a bunch of crap. And like, I'm the, I'm cutthroat. Like one thing I am very good at is like, (laughs) get rid of it. Like I'm so like yearbook from high school, get rid of it. And then everyone's like, no, please keep that. Please keep that. Like I'm the one that's like, nope, get rid of it. But I do the same thing. By the way, side note, I just want to say this ancestry.com is now collecting yearbooks Oh yeah, um, and they're doing the genealogy, but I just found this out. So if you like me, I'm single, my kids, I don't have kids. I don't right. want my yearbook. I have a couple people I went to high school with who they posted all the time. I'm like, you be the historian of Davis. High. Right. I love you for that. Love you for that. Mine is going to, yeah, mine, I'm ripping a page or two out and it's going to ancestry.com. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but I'll get rid of stuff. Like people give me stuff that like, I won't wear like, I don't care if it, I just got it for a gift. Like I'll re-gift it. I'll get rid of it. Like, and so let's avoid that. Let's just avoid let's it. Let's avoid that. Let's avoid that. And it's so, it's so, and usually the people that um, uh, get so offended when they give a gift and somebody doesn't like it, they're doing the gift for them. It's not about who they're giving it to. If you get offended that you got somebody something that they didn't like, that's about you and you need right. to breathe, make space for happiness because it's not about the other person. It's yeah. not about the other person. So let's change all that. I love that. Tell me about your book. You got a new book uh, out. Not only are yes. you of clean, it, you also wrote yeah. a book. I now in the middle of the pandemic. It comes out uh, October 4th. So okay. I think it, it'll come out just after this. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, it It's a big word to use, but I'm feeling bold today. It's a revolutionary approach to decluttering because it's the first book that talks about how the clutter gets into your house 
Everybody else is, and me, myself, my first book, definitely decluttering how, why it was hard, all that. But no one's talking about the acquisition cycle. No one's talking about, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's like, I don't know how my house got like this. And I'm like, well, you brought it in. It's not like a mask bandit brought all this stuff in. So it's, it's based on the principle of the, what I call the seven clutter magnets. So there are these little, the way I see it is like, there are these little holes inside of ourselves and our self-esteem or our self-respect or our, our need for love that we're trying to fill with the stuff that we buy. And Trails it's not. Trails trauma, baby. Limiting beliefs. Yep. yep. At the end of the book, I do, I put the ACEs test. If anybody's oh, yeah. taken that. Like, and it's a direct correlation, the higher trauma, the more issue you have with shopping. Um, I break down the science of shopping, how we get this dopamine hit, but it's not a lasting dopamine hit. And then I offer all these solutions of ways that you can get that stuff. Danielle, one of the most fascinating things I learned about when I wrote this book is that if you write a handwritten thank you note to someone, so I, you know, I write a hand, thank you, you have me over for dinner, I write you and Breezy a handwritten thank you note. My dopamine is increased for 30 days. Oh, the yeah. act of gratitude raises your dopamine. They've tested it. They've done it. This yeah. is like Yale. Like this yeah. is real. You gratitude know, so- is the highest vibrational frequency. Yep. Like if yeah. we're talking about the like guilt, fear, shame, lowest vibrational frequencies, which is how we feel when we overshop and then it stays in our house. But gratitude and love are actually like the highest vibrational frequencies. So that... I want to read this Makes, book. I'm so excited. It's so exciting. It's great. So yeah, uh, it's in all your favorite places. It's, I did I did the narration. So if you don't want to read and you don't want to buy another book and have more clutter, it's great. I'm so excited for this book to be out in the world. It's it's really looking at clutter in a very different way. And and the great thing about it is it's not like you're about... First of all, I'm not telling you not to shop, but... I shop clearly, you know, um, I'm not telling you not to shop. I'm just telling you to change your mindset around it. And it is so positive and it's so freeing. Like you don't, I I just talked to somebody the other day who was a self-admitted shopping addict and started to look at what she was trying to fill. And she's like, my days aren't consumed with looking for the next sale or trying to find the cutest. She's like, I have so much more time to parent my children. Yeah. Make space for happiness. October 4th. And then how can, how can people work with you? Like, do you only work with people in California? Can you work with people nope. all over the place? Tell us how to find you. Yep. Yep. TracyMcCubbin.com. M-C-C-U-B-B-I-N. I do virtuals. Um, I travel all the time. So lots of times if you put it out to me, um, I, you know, I'll go to different places. I was just in Nashville. So I'll put it out to a bunch of people. You can absolutely work with me. Um, Social media is the really fun place. Instagram, TikTok, Instagram's my favorite. I, I like it over there. Um, I like it. I like the people. It's great. But we're having a great time. These five minute challenges. It's super supportive. It, you know, it's a it's a really really fun place to be. And sign up for my newsletter. And you know, I don't clutter up your inbox, but I'm easy to find. Well, and I can speak like she'll. I'm gonna. I'm thinking. I'm like I should probably have you out when we move into our house in December to like help us like get our house organized. Well, by the way, FYI, I have three other clients who all moved to Austin, so I will be there soon. So we'll. I'll let you know, and we'll. Amazing. So yeah, go work with her. Like I can speak from like personal. Like I know this woman personally, and she. You are such a gem. You are such a light, and like you're also just really gifted at what you do. Um, 
And I'm just so grateful that you, time is such a gift and you just gave me an hour of yours and I just love you so much. Thank you. I love you. I'm going to take that in. <laughs> like, take that, take that in. I'm giving you a big hug. Love to Breezy. Love to Owen. Yeah. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Bye. I cannot stress it enough. Like I am not an organized person and I used to hold so much shame around hiring a housekeeper or I used to hire, have so much shame and guilt around like organizing my stuff. Like even, I mean, it even happens currently, you know, my, I love my fiance more than anything in the world. She's the most amazing human. And there is so much of our life that she makes me feel so guilty that I'm not an organized person. And I know it's because she is actually in her genius when she's organizing. And it's one of my favorite things about her is how brilliant she is when she like organizes and declutters. That's not my my superpower. So one thing that I've really been practicing lately is like, okay, our space needs to be clean because we know that we work better in that space. But if I don't have the energy to do it, instead of putting myself into a, a space of guilt and fear and shame over it, I'm going to outsource it. I'm going to hire someone who is in their genius to do that so that she can be happy in our space. I can be happy in our space. And ultimately, we can both continue to grow as entrepreneurs um, in a space that is that is peaceful and, and is uh, conducive to growth, right? So those are like some of my biggest takeaways from this episode is just like giving yourself permission to forgive and to be okay with not being a really great organizer or not being a really great declutterer and like that you don't have to be. And this idea that like we should be able to do it all is bullshit. And it's frankly, I think really toxic and it's really harming for us as entrepreneurs, because at the end of the day, like, do you think the CEO of Apple is also like cleaning the offices? Like, absolutely not. That that CEO is hiring people who are in their genius. And like Tracy said, when you hire her, she gets money, she gets to grow her business. And if you weren't a disorganized person, then she wouldn't have a job. So just trust that a little bit more in yourself. Like you don't have to be an organized person to be successful. And if you're not an organized person, like there are people who are, and that's why they have businesses. As always, y'all, I have so many ways that you can work with me, whether it be through one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, masterclasses, whatever. And if you want discounts on those items, like go to Apple Podcasts, go to our, our show page on Apple. You can't do it anywhere else because we need the metrics from Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple, scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, screenshot that for me, and send it to me on Instagram at Danielle underscore on the daily and um, you'll get either $50 off a masterclass, you'll get, um, and then you'll get $200 off of like one-on-one -on -one coaching. So excited for that. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Love ya.